0: Welcome to work, Donalds. How can we make you feel even worker today? Um, could I please get one large issue with a knee-jerk, passionate reaction as if it's the only issue that matters? Certainly. Would you like animal rights or immigration with that? Immigration, obviously. (laughs) That was great, thank you. Anything else? Yeah, I might get one innocent comment that I'll get offended by just to display some fake humbleness. No worries, Chief. Uh, whoa. Native American Indian leaders who protected their tribes through genocide earned the title of chief. Please don't insult them by using that to refer to little old me. <laughs> yeah, nice. Will that be all? You know what? I may as well try a random fact that I'll pessimistically turn into an uncomfortable moment. You know, in two minutes, it'll be 12pm. You can get a two-for-one on that. Did you know that every two minutes, 30 children suffer from side effects caused by untested vaccinations, so... Whoa. Great. Now, I've actually always wanted to try a cheeky little taste of acting better than someone due to something arbitrary. You can try the patronising special. I think fine find it's pronounced patronising. <laughs> mm. Embarrassing. Any desserts today? Just something I can quietly scoff at to myself. Are you collecting our woke minis? Some of us actually care about the planet. <laughs> Perfect. Thanks for stopping by work, Donalds. Thank you. Oh, did you want to make a donation to help clothe the homeless? Oh, I've only got notes. So.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the No Boundaries podcast where the facts are the facts and opinions hurt people's feelings. Please rate and review us, subscribe, iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud. I still don't know what it is that you do on Spotify, but whatever it is, you go and do that. It's well. F. Yeah. It's Jay, Houston, the Charlotte. We made a way. Hopefully with no technical difficulties today.
2: Yeah, people were very, very upset with us last time. They were like, what the fuck? You might as well just do the episode of trash.
1: I mean, you got to get the juice, whether it come in 10 ounces or 20 ounces. You getting the juice. Just be
2: thankful. Man, yeah, I wish, I wish people had that mindset on everything. I'm trying to find something here. Give me a second. I, I don't mean to be distracted like I am. How did how did that uh how did that leg day workout go for you?
1: I didn't do it yet. I'm gonna do it oh. this evening. Oh
2: okay okay okay.
1: I was trying to get everything together yesterday, and then the movers came and I unpacked, and I, I actually started feeling a little sick yesterday, so I was like, let me pump these vitamins and and you know take it easy today. But I feel a whole lot better today, so I'm gonna get on it because I'm on Ed ass. We did the Apple Watch challenge where you compete and head up, so you can you you can get a total of 600 points per day. So we've been going at it all week, and the the this tomorrow's the last day, Sunday's the last day, so we'll see how it goes.
2: So, so you say it's a challenge. What's the what is the um, what's the like what is the I, I know what the goal. Well, what's the goal? That makes me a dumb question. But what is the goal?
1: Just just who burns the most active calories according to the Apple Watch in a week?
2: And and um, it doesn't. I mean, you put your weight in there every day, your poundage or. It just counts. No, it, just
1: counts it, the calories. It, it just counts the calories based on the, a, the estimated activities. So you, you wear your watch and it says, OK, you burnt this many calories today, you know, just casually living or working out or whatever, what have you. And you get like a percentage of the total. Oh,
2: OK, 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 OK. So
1: so even though his calorie goal might be higher or lower than mine, it goes based off a percentage to keep things balanced.
2: OK, OK. And who's winning? How many people in it?
1: Oh, it, it, you can only do head up, and and I'm I'm winning right now. Let me see what my numbers are. Granted, I have I didn't work out. I'm winning. I'm up one thousand eight hundred sixty three to one thousand six
2: hundred fifty eight. And it ends tomorrow. Yeah. Okay, so so you would have to go pretty hard today to maintain a, a substantial lead.
1: Well, see, so the max you can get is six hundred. So if I start tomorrow morning with more than an eight hundred point lead. Then I just win. Like I I won't even have to do nothing. I wouldn't even have to put my watch on because you can only get 600 total. That's 20 points. My, my goal is to be more than 800, but more than 800, more than 600 points ahead tomorrow morning. That way I can just flex and not even put my watch on.
2: Damn. That's all, that's 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 nice though. I didn't know how Apple Watch had that. I literally was just telling somebody the other day like I was like, I mean the whole Apple Watch thing is cool, but I just. I sweated i had when i when I sweated out that fitbit that I had i just it just kind of just killed me with it. I'm like I don't need another piece of apple machinery to to you know track my fitness, so I just you know i I thought it was redundant because, I mean you have a health app, but it doesn't obviously it doesn't work like the apple watch but uh, yeah it's 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 still cool to see people walk around with apple watches and um they don't do anything um <laughs> but uh, but uh, I mean, I know that's not the whole point of the watch, but yeah.
1: It, it's it's a, for for some, um, it's a badass accessory. That's it.
2: it. It it is. That's why I felt like that one tweet the other day when I was like, uh, when it, when a person was like, um, y'all look like spy kids, y'all be having a whole, a whole some formal attire on, and then you have an uh, Apple Watch on, you like a fucking spy kid, especially if you don't have like a, a throw band to go with it. But to me, it's still you don't have a dress band. <laughs> yeah, it just looks weird. Like it, it does. I, I'm still not. I'm to this day, I'm still not used to Apple watches. Like. I see Apple Watches in some of the weirdest places, on some of the weirdest people. Like, I'm like, damn, you got an Apple Watch? And I've I've said this before a long time ago. Like, Apple Watches just stand out to me. The thing I liked about the Fitbits, they were they were a lot more discreet. Like, I just felt like they were slimmer, and like you had to really be staring at somebody to realize they had even had one on, because it looks like a wristband.
1: Very true, very true.
2: But yeah. Anyways, man, you settled out there, man. It took them two weeks to get your furniture to you.
1: Say, I got my shit. They stole some shit. They stole some shit, not a lot of shit, not any valuable shit. I am missing this like little bill fold that I I kept and like I had like different kinds of foreign money in it, but not a lot. You know, some uh, Iraqi dinar, um, a two dollar bill and some various, various coins in it. Nothing, nothing too important that I can't find. And the way it looks like that box, it looks like it has spilled over and they taped it back up because it had different tape on it. Than I used when I originally packed. I was like, hmm.
2: So so hold on. Once again, what's the name of this company that you chose?
1: Say, look, the name of the company is Merit Moving. M-E-R-I-T-M-O-V-I-N-G. Please do not be using them.
2: That's all I needed you to say.
1: That's all. Hey, say when I dropped this Ether Google review, bro. I had it, and then I had to tweak it because they pissed me off again yesterday, talking about, oh, we should charge you some extra money because you're not within 100 feet of the truck. And I'm like, man, nigga, I'm on the second floor. Like, what <laughs> do, you, what, what do you, you want me to move the apartment? <laughs> I say, I say, I say, well, y'all can't fit in the garage. So whose fault is that? Godly man, big, big, big Russian Ivan Drago looking. I say, look, bro, I got this check. I don't want to give you this check because I think it's too much, but I got this check. I say, this is what you get. I say, if that's a problem, you need to let me know now, because after you move all this stuff in there, I'm giving you this check. This is all you're getting. And this is too
2: much. Way too much. It should have been free, really. They
1: they they should have ran me my money back. And then I told you I sent the email, right?
2: You sent a, a, a Google review and an email and a I
1: phone call. I haven't done the Google review yet. Oh, okay I, okay, him, okay, I sent him an email threatening legal action. I was like, look, y'all told me my stuff is going to be here on the 8th. Today is the 9th. I don't have my stuff. If my stuff isn't here by the 12th, then this is what I'm going to do. This is my lawyer. They have permission to to talk to y'all based on my account information. I said, whatever y'all decide is between y'all. My hands are through at this point. I said, my stuff's not here from on the 12th. Next person y'all going to hear from is my lawyer. They come back. Oh, we not in breach of contract. I talked to you yesterday. I told you it'd be here by the end of the week. All this other stuff. I say, number one, I talked to you Monday. Yesterday was Tuesday. Number two, the last person I talked to before you told me my stuff was going to be here on the 8th. I don't care if y'all don't guarantee dates, but she did. So y'all need to do some better training. Number three, the end of the week is not a date. I say the (laughs) end of the week can be be anywhere from from Thursday to Saturday. Hell, even Sunday, that's not a date. I have shit to do too.
0: I said, when when y'all...
1: When y'all called me on the 20th asking me could I take the delivery on the 23rd, you had a date then. I said, I don't see why you can't give me a date now. My nigga,
2: that's a long-ass time you've been waiting, bro.
1: And then the movie guy, he's like, oh, so what, you been out here a couple of days? Try a couple of weeks, motherfucker. A
2: couple of weeks. Damn. I was just thinking about it. What if that was a whole family that was sitting there waiting on their shit, bro? Like, uh, Really? And
1: and and I like when I said I understood you said hey you don't have a whole bunch of stuff for us to make this trip solo dolo so we want to match you I get that but when you can't match me expeditiously then you oh. need to be rearranging shit to just get my stuff out here to me period you you I, I gonna hey you know we try to get somebody else all right cool you know we just gonna have to go take his stuff
2: damn and how much would have been if if you just grabbed a U haul and just drove the whole way. If and it, and, if, and pulled your car.
1: If it, if I would just grabbed a U-Haul and drove the whole way, I probably would have saved about fifteen hundred dollars. Oh man. If I would have grabbed a U-Haul and shipped my car, I probably would have saved maybe 800, $800, eight hundred, eight seven eight hundred dollars.
2: Yeah, time is money though, but you know.
1: And I didn't want to be whipping a U-Haul across country. I don't drive I, like that.
2: Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. Every time I get in a U-Haul, I'm kind of uncomfortable. But I'd be I'd be whipping that hoe though. <laughs> I'll be whipping I
1: Say if if I move next time, I'm saying yeah. I, I
2: feel you, man. I feel you, man. But shit, though you know. Like I said, I, I'm glad you got your shit. I'm 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 mostly I'm mostly glad that they didn't steal any of the the recording equipment. That could that would have been fucked up. But um, it is what it is, man. That's that's life.
1: That's life, man.
2: <laughs> hey, so I mean I understand that your tweets are protected. And um, so, you know, a lot of times if I if I have a chance to repost a blog post, I will go directly to the blog to repost it. And um, that that post was very insightful. I, I can't say that more people need to understand that if you really dig deep into that post. I mean, damn, that sounds stupid. You wrote it. Uh, <laughs> When I look at that post and I dug deep into it, it just made me once again realize where depression comes from, like people always, how do I say like people that identify as like being depressed or they fall so far down into their feelings. A lot of times it's based on that shit, which is stuff that you can't control. Like you can only put so much effort into winning. So when you put, when you give all your effort into winning and then you lose, it's like, bruh, like that's life. Like and people will literally let that shit destroy them internally to the point where they can't function anymore. And it's like, dog, like think about Clayton Kershaw. <laughs> just, I mean, God, just imagine being in his shoes.
1: But even, even, even when I look at Clayton Kershaw, he pitched all the way into the eighth inning. So you were winning or at least tied for most of that portion. And then you get to, and then your body starts to break down. So you're sitting there, man. If I could just struck this guy out, could struck this guy out. You push your body to that limit. You put your best foot forward. So when you get when you get taken yard back to back, it's kind of like, damn, you know what happened? Hey, that's life, man. Sometimes you you pitching strikes. Sometimes you pitching home runs.
2: Man, that's a that's it's hard to deal with. But luckily, Clayton Kershaw, I mean, I hope I'm not speaking too soon, but luckily, it seems like he's mentally strong enough to, you know, to, you know, come back year after year and try again. I mean, I can't say that he's not a depressed person, but shit, the way he come out there striking boys out, I don't know. I mean, he does it all year consistently. It's just that, you know, in the postseason it's you know, whatever type of curse that is following him and that motherfucker comes strong in the postseason.
1: Yeah,
2: but yeah, man, I mean, I, re- I really liked it. I mean, I, I was, I mean, do you have the post up? Do you have the blog post up?
1: I I mean, I it, it went to Twitter, Twitter, Twitter.
2: I mean, I, I mean, would you mind reading it? Ah, you want me to read the whole thing? I mean, because people are lazy, Jesus man. People ain't. I Christ. mean, people don't, <laughs> people don't. come, I mean, you could either summarize it or you can read it. Because I I really I really liked it. I enjoyed it. Like I guess I mean, I felt like it it came from a place of. I almost feel like at one point you probably were confused. And then you like sat there, you wrote it out. And you're like, oh, it makes sense now. And then, I mean, it kind of, it kind of gives, um, an insight to kind of how I see things. Like I've been like that for a while. Like that's why it's easy for me to be like, I don't, I don't care, because a part of me is just like, bro, like I can't do nothing about that. Like mm-hmm. shit happens. I learned that from Forrest Gump. Shit happens. It's nothing. It's like a, it's a lot of times there's nothing you can do about it. But we live in a society where motherfuckers like to let shit fester on. It's like, dude, like, it's certain shit. It's not even about letting go. It's about realizing that you can't do anything about it. And that I guess that little um, piece of hopelessness is what really drives people crazy. But I think people tend to try to be gods in their own world. And it's like, man, mm-hmm. like, you know, <laughs> the reality is you don't have as much control as you think you have.
1: But All right, look, I, can, I can read it. Go ahead. I'm letting y'all know I did graduate college, so even if my reading level comes off on the fifth grade, hey, <laughs> fuck
2: you. It is it what it is. is, yeah. All right. I've been
1: thinking. I've been thinking lately about the things that people say to justify where they are in life, what happening to them, and what they're going through. Other people as re- shit. Okay.
2: That fifth grade.
1: I got a text message that fucked me all the way up. Oh shit. I'm trying to plan Thanksgiving with my sisters. Let me start over. I've been thinking lately about the things that people say to justify where they are in life, what's happening to them and what they are doing to other people as a result of people believe they deserve to be treated well because they treat others well. Or if you put so much into something, you deserve so much in return. At the end of the day, I believe people should just subscribe to the phrase. But that's just life. You worked your ass off at a job, didn't get the promotion. That's just life. Doesn't mean that you didn't do well enough or you weren't acknowledged for your work or that you knew without a shadow of doubt that you were the best qualified. It was a competition that you didn't win this time. That's just life. You're in a relationship and you stay fully committed and don't cheat and are 100% committed to the other 100% about that person and and things don't work out. That's just life. At the end of the day, some things you do have a direct reaction to something, something down the line. Karma is you karma if you will and other times no matter what you do now what's in front of you isn't going to change some of the fittest people in, on earth have heart attacks and the morbid obese live until they're 80 that could be more about genetics but you see where i'm going with that i'm not saying that you have to be great all the time or just be an asshole because life is going to happen regardless i'm just merely suggesting that you roll with the punches and don't dwell on too much because at the end of the day that's just life
2: I like it, man. I, I, I like it. And, and part the part that stuck out to me the most is is something that I'm starting to see a lot. People, when you say people believe they deserve to be treated well because they treat others well. Like, so? <laughs> like, I mean, the, that's, that's reality in, yeah, the reality in that is so, so what are you going to do? Are you going to become a shitty person because everybody else is shitty? I mean, most people end up doing that and it doesn't make things any better. It's just two shitty people in the room now. You will be surprised at how how much how better you how better you feel how much better you feel when you realize like you just just being yourself and being gentle and being kind and not letting the world get to you and turn you hard and negative and nasty. Like that shit feels good when you see everybody else around you just going through life like shit just beat them the fuck up. <laughs> and knowing it, knowing it could be worse, and they just they just going through life like shit just beat them the fuck up. Like, I mean, it just really gets like I. We live in a time period where it's almost like everybody is going down this you know this mental illness route, and we talk about this all the time. And like, I just see a bunch of excuses with people not wanting to accept reality. Like people, I really see. When I talk to most people, I see sane rational people up until life doesn't give them what they want. And Ooh, that is Wait, and, hold on,
1: hold on. Yeah. Say that one more time.
2: I see sane rational people up until life doesn't give them what they want. Yeah. That's when that's when they flip. You know, I mean, um we all got a chance to see one of probably top 3 films this year, uh Joker. Um I don't uh, I'm I'm sure people want to debate if it's one of the greater films of this year, but my favorite scene is probably an underrated scene, but my favorite scene was when he was in the phone booth and he had enough, and when his head hit the phone booth and it cracked, (laughs) and he cracked. (laughs) And it was like, that moment was beautiful to me because it was like, bro, like you got to pinpoint when Arthur had enough. And it's like most people are like that. Once he got to the point where he was like, this is bullshit. I'm tired. <laughs> I'm tired of life not giving me what I want. Like, Bro, the, the nigga said. The nigga said. Well, he told
1: me he, he. You tried to buy a gun off of him, but he's like, wait. No, he came and just gave me that piece. I ain't even asked for it. He's like, no, no. You was out there trying to buy it.
2: Dog. So, it. It didn't make any sense. That. That. I mean. And that's one of those things what makes you have to go back and you look and you're like, damn, like. Even even D- D- step
1: back even with the sign he's like he's like man said man going out of this said you ran off with your sign it's like no somebody stole it and he's like man just give him give him the sign back I'm telling you the truth and you're not believing me I, I can't give him the sign back the sign's in five pieces they <laughs> broke it across my back
2: <laughs> I mean but did they? <laughs> I mean, did he, did, he, did, did the guy just offer him a gun or did he go up to him and buy it? Did he want that gun? We don't know. <laughs> that's one of those things where I can't even, I don't even, that's one of those films I wouldn't even try to break down because you're just going to go further and further down the rabbit hole. But the point is, I think that that movie hit a lot of shit spot on with the societal ills that we have. And obviously, one of the main ones was there are individuals out there that don't see the world, the way the world, the way you see it, and when you treat them a certain way, it, you know it, it, it can backfire. So I mean, he was the wrong nigga to push to the edge. That's like, bottom line.
1: Like, like I told you in the beginning, when he said, "I just don't want to feel so bad anymore," I was like, "Oh, he's already on the edge." To me, that's a line that's that lets you know he's already on the edge, and not the edge of sanity and insanity. I seen him at insanity and suicide already. Like oh, I yeah. feel like he was already gone from sanity. Oh yeah, I just oh, felt yeah. like he was either gonna go insane or he was gonna kill himself. Those were the only two options I could see.
2: Oh yeah, yeah, pretty much, pretty much. And um, in society today, we we would like people not to kill themselves. I mean, we tend we tend to be um of the modern mindset of you know, hey, you know, we should continue your life. Don't give up. Continue like you know, because like I said, you know, shit's we, gonna
1: turn around.
2: Uh, we. Play a huge part in why people, when they fail, they go into depression. And when they go into this depressed state, and they never come back from it, they don't rebound. And then they become authors of the world. We're like, you know, hey, you know, don't kill yourself. It's gonna get better. And it's like, well, well, I'll just kill other people then. (laughs) Or, or it's like, hey, don't kill yourself. Things gonna get better. And then they get worse.
1: And it's like, I'm out here trying because y'all told me it's gonna get better, and it just got worse. And that's why why when people say, hey, you know, I'm depressed or I'm sad, hey, you need to embrace that emotion. Cause if you if you start trying to fill yourself up with some with some other stuff, then it's only gonna compact that emotion. Like just like I was telling um Keith earlier today, I was like, yeah, people are gonna fake it until they make it. You're sad, but you're out here trying to pretend that you're happy. You're pretending that you're happy, thinking that you're actually gonna be happy. But what you're only doing is you're multiplying the sadness. Cause once you stop pretending to be happy, where are you at? That you're shit, sad again. Yeah, they should just you're back it up to, inside. Yeah. You're yeah. back to sad again. So if you out here pretending to be happy, once you get back into your car or you get back home or you get back to wherever this pretend happiness is no longer at, you're even sadder now because you've left the fantasy world. Twitter, Instagram.
2: Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat.
1: Snapchat, you know. <laughs> This this vacation that y'all do alone, you know, just to, where you're trying to pretend that you're happy, but you're not, you know, you're really not there. Just, you know, quote unquote, aligning your chakras, you know, oh, you you just uh, out there pretending. So once you get back to the reality of things, like somebody even told me, you know, hey, you can't run from your problems. You you can't. The mole's going to
2: chase you anyway.
1: Th- those are your demons.
2: I'm going to see something real quick, because I've been thinking about this for a long time. I always, I think I always uh, get the uh, definition for hypochondriac wrong, but I, I had this sort of a simile, I guess. A person who is abnormally anxious about their health. Okay, I kind of thought that's what it was. And a lot of times, well, people, well, people are—I I, I basically call a lot of modern people today hypochondriacs, because everybody is um, so concerned about their happiness. They're so concerned about— if they're perceived as having a real good time, and I think when people do that, a lot of times they get prescribed drugs. In reality, they get prescribed drugs. Uh, they get they get gazebos, obviously. And uh, when they get these gazebos, they uh, they tend to they tend to only work for a period of time. So when I hear you say people go on these vacations and they're by themselves, I feel like they use that medicine to um, to soothe them for that moment because that's all it is. It's just you got prescribed that for the moment then when you come back to reality i mean you're, you're you're in reality again and a lot of us are doing it that's why chasing happiness is dangerous and uh another thing that that movie uh made me uh point want to point out is um people know me like i've always had my beef with therapy um i've always had my beef with prescription drugs obviously and uh, did you see that uh segment uh sesame street did about the addiction of opioids no uh i'll send it to you I, I i don't have much to say about it but children's programming well it, it wasn't it wasn't my man oscar was it it was a new character they introduced oh. a new character i think i think the new character is a, a they character is the crackhead <laughs> <laughs> this no, it, introduced a crackhead they introduced a crack baby technically uh-huh. if i'm not mistaken what? i didn't dive too deep into it the Sesame just got, crack baby pretty much pretty much i mean they are they they have a lot of Mental illnesses on that show, clearly. Yeah. Uh, but um, my, my point is, my beef with this stuff has always been my beef. It's like it's it's a nat- It's a genuine beef. And the movie pointed out to me that at the end of the day, that shit is a, re- a revolving door, and it's not. A lot of times, that shit is not really there to help you. It's there to once again give you a moment to where you you feel better but unless you're actually putting in the effort and, and and unless you're psychologically able to put the effort in then I mean you're just always going to be back and you're always going to be codependent on that shit I really think that that's all that's becoming because I, I go down my news feeds and like I'm seeing people being so open about therapy and like it's just getting to the point where I'm just like man like this is just becoming like uh, um uh, a hypochondriac nightmare cuz it's like everybody's addicted to mental you know having this this healthy mental state now but are they really doing anything that's benefiting them when um, when when in reality you it's it's it just looks like a revolving door it's just you're going back i mean is it i, I don't i, I don't want to say that the body is the, the mind is like a car but i would i would hope that if i'm going to my mechanic He's fixing the problem eventually, you know, or he's making it to where, oh, your visits are getting less and less. I don't see that today.
1: I, I think people are thriving off of let me go here and then tell me what I want to hear. I still think that that's what's going on. And if they're not telling me what I want to hear, then I'm not going to go anymore. So people are people are going here, going in there and they have these pre assumptions. Let's. Let's go back to the relationship. Yeah, I did everything right in this relationship. I don't know what's wrong. Let me go to therapy. And if your therapist isn't co-signing everything you're saying, oh shit, she don't know what she's talking about. I ain't going to her no more. So I'm gonna go talk to these my homegirls or my homeboys who think or, or that know me well enough to know what I wanna hear. That, you know, no, you you were the best for her, or you know, you were the best for him. He tripping, she tripping, then that's what I'm gonna lean on. When your therapist sits there and says, "Well, take a take a look at yourself and see, you know, what did you do in this relationship that that caused things? Like, did you did you rely on this person too much as as your center of uh, of your center of balance? Like, did were you were you too clingy? Like, did you did you require this person to meet expectations that weren't weren't um were
2: a lot? Let me let me ask you something. I was reading this article. I, I legit was reading this article recently. Damn, I should have posted it. But the article um uh, kind of basically, um, hinted at, um, uh, a sad reality in, in, in modern day therapy. And they said that it tends to, um, be more, it, it tends to give off more of a feminine energy. Um, and it tends to g- try to solve problems in a, in a more feminine way. And it seemed, and it's like, basically it was like when couples go to therapy, it's more likely that, Those 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 relationships, it's really it was a it was it was data behind it saying that those couples that go to therapy is really just a gateway to divorce or gateway to breakup. Because what ends up happening is um, a lot of the advice that is giving is that they're given is more uh, uh, it's more circled around. It's more centered around um, the problems of the feminine versus problems of the masculine meaning there's really no balance in the advice that they're giving you. And it's almost like not necessarily saying it's the man's fault, but they're looking for the man to uh, the they're looking for the couple to solve problems in a way that a woman probably would want to solve them. And it, it tends to be an issue. And they, that's why they say it was more like a gateway to breaking up because it's something that the of uh, the man is always going to struggle with. And it's like, it doesn't matter if it's a, a if it's a woman that's a psy- psychologist or a, or a man or whatever, it's still more Feminine based. And that's why it tends to fail. And I'm, I'm, I'm bringing it up to ask, like, have you have you ever heard that before? Have you ever experienced that? Or when you look back at it, do you think that that was the case?
1: I've, I've, I've heard to the extent that um, and I was talking to, to actually my boss's wife and she's her dad is like a psychologist. So she was telling me, you know, a lot of this stuff from 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 that kind of perspective is that the traditional mindset is that the man is the head of the household that the the wife submits to to whatever he decides like he decides that's the rule so when you go to therapy it's like okay let's do a 180 And let's see what, you know, what she thinks and what she feels and see if he's capable of submitting to that. So it's kind of like a role reversal. It takes you out of your out of your traditional roles. And it's like, okay, you know, you make all these decisions and things aren't working. Let's let this person make decisions and see how things work. And and to me, I think that's like you said, that's a gateway to divorce, because still you're not compromising. To me, it's going to be about compromise. Hey, husband, you've been getting your way this whole time. You need to let some of that power go. You need to empower your wife so that she feels like she has equal footing in this relationship. I think I think the gateway to divorce is not having equal footing in relationships, because if one person is making all the decisions, if you come up with a suggestion, say, hey, you know, hey, how about we do this? And they just say, nah, then you're like, OK, well, <laughs> shit, then I, I'm not going to suggest anything else because it's not about me. It's whatever you want to do at all times. And I'm not saying that it's like the husband all the time or it's the wife all the time. I think per situations that role changes. But at the same time, it gets to the point where it's like, I'm not even going to suggest anything. It's the age old, where do you want to eat? Eat. I suggest 17 places. You say no. But then at the same time, you still say, well, you know, well, you just pick some place. I gave you 17 places. You kept saying no. You give me something. Or it'd be the time that they do give you that one place. You're like, yeah, I'm not really in the mood for that now.
2: Man, that's, that's, that's crazy. Um, okay. Okay. I mean, it, I guess it makes sense. I mean, I've never, I've never dealt with that before. Um, I, 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 I I know I said it before. I feel like compromise and sacrifice is a trigger word for some people. Um, I, I don't think, I don't think nowadays people go into relationship with the mindset of, you know, people say equality, but they really don't mean it. You know, we say this all the time. It's a tug of war. Everybody wants power. And, um, once you once you kind of sense that, I think that's one of the that's one of the bigger red flags out there. Um, you said something about submitting, and I saw a couple weeks ago that, there, that submit submitting to one another was something that was trending. I think maybe Fantasia or somebody like that must have brought it up, and uh, people were pretty. I remember
1: seeing that, but I didn't read that shit.
2: Yeah, me neither. Me neither. I didn't read it. I just I saw I saw I saw I think it was her husband, and I was like, this seems like some bullshit. But um, w- what does that mean? What does it mean to submit? What does that mean? Because Coming coming from a modern day man, I've always, I mean, I I come from a religious household. I mean, I know, I look at submitting as one thing. I could probably reference the UFC in this. (laughs) When you submit, you you tend to give in. Like, I think that's a basic way of looking at it. I can't really tell you the Bible verse that that supports the need for people to submit, but it does come from the Bible, right?
1: Yeah, I I, th- I think that that's your typical biblical teaching is that, you know, as I mentioned, the man is, of the, is, a, is the head of the household and what he says goes. And to me, like, OK, cool. I, I see that. And I mean, and, and I, I understand that it's not in every single situation. But when it comes down to, you know, the harder decisions, you know, that somebody just has to make that they typically lean on the man to make those decisions, which I still feel that to be true today. But at the same time, in my household, I've always wanted to have to be joint decision makers. Like, yeah, you'll get to that point where I see things one way and she may see things another way. And there's a decision that has to be made. And one of us has to make that decision and the other person isn't going to like it. But at the same time, on a regular basis, I would prefer that us, us both make that decision together.
2: Okay. This is going to be fun. We're going to go down a rocky road here. Um, sure. I got time too. I got time. Um. So, OK, if I just think about submitting and I think about the fact that it's biblical, let's just I'm gonna just throw this out there. OK, we live in highly ungodly times. Anything that's traditional or, or boomer related is going to get shit on, shitted on by modern day society. So I think any man that goes into a modern day relationship expecting his wife to submit or expecting his girl to submit is a damn fool. Because, you know, we just we just don't have that type of energy out there in the atmosphere right now. I think that most people I mean, if you get with somebody that, you know, is of traditional, I would say across the board, religious background like if they if they have a religious ideology that they really embrace then you may you may be able to get that but if you have somebody that approaches a relationship like hey i want to do it the new way that other shit is archaic and outdated then expecting submittal is ridiculous because from what i'm hearing in what you're speaking i can easily hear a feminist saying that those views are misogynistic and blah 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 and that's fine because once again If you have no respect for tradition or, you know, the for what the Bible is saying. And once again, I don't know the biblical verses, but I've always been the one to be like, you know, hey, you can look at a lot of stuff in the Bible and pretty much see that, you know, they put they put men at a certain standard. They put women at a certain standard. And that's just not that's not the reality today. And that's why I've always blamed um, the progressive mindset. And, and and it's only I don't blame the progressive I don't say the all around progressive mindset is a bad thing but when it comes to relationships I mean when it comes to sexuality I, I pretty much was talking to my cousin the other day and I was you know pointing out to her like if you really look at how you link progressiveness to sexuality like they're getting out of hand like they even in Colorado they have this free the nipple shit where you know basically if you just want to walk up if, if a 13 year old girl wants to walk up the street naked i mean it's fine as far as i'm concerned or even if even if they even have an age limit on it a 19 year old girl wants to walk up the street with her tits out and a little 9 year old little boy is just my, uh, what is you know what is my mind in this business i'm i'm hearing that that's okay don't quote me on that but i'm 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 stating that to say that like there are some portions of being too progressive to where you end up sounding like a fucking idiot. I mean, think about the woke Donald skit that we played. Like all that shit is just pandering to a to a faction of people that aren't that many. Like when you really think about the people that get when you think about the people that got outraged over the Joker. Like like seriously. Like to be honest with you, I walked out of the theater. I was in Pennsylvania when I watched that movie and the city that I was in was a highly progressive city like They literally have their gay pride parades out there. Like literally like it's a very progressive city. It's democratic city. And the audience freaking was loving that movie, loved every minute of it. All I saw, all I saw and heard was praise from 80% of the people that walked out of there. So when I think about that, it just gets me to thinking like, damn, where are the people that really hated this movie? Like, where are the people that really started this nonsense about this movie? Like, They must not, there must not be that many, but they're loud and that's the biggest difference because these people that have these sort of contrarian opinions, they tend to be, they tend to have the biggest megaphones. They tend to be at the highest platforms and they tend to talk and ramble on about the most nonsensical shit. Like I've never seen a movie bring on this much fear with Nobody actually having any true knowledge of what the movie was even about. Like, like they, you gotta think about it. Like, there, you had fucking. Have you ever seen a Clockwork Orange? No, bro. Literally on a Clockwork Orange, the 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 um, I'm, I'm gonna say the the main character basically led a group of teenagers dropouts that hung out at a milk bar. And for fun, they would run around raping people and robbing people. This was a movie that came out in the 70s. And I'm talking about highly praised, loved, like really, really fucking loved. Like this is like that movie was like people saw that movie. They're like, oh, my God, like this is what's up. Like, but y'all literally watched on the big screen a woman get raped. I mean, think about American Psycho. You know,
1: low key. We've watched women get raped on the big screen for a while. Oh. What, what was, it, what was it, the Hills Have Eyes or something like that? Oh like, yeah, oh
2: yeah, oh yeah, oh
1: yeah. I literally walked out of the theater because I was like, "Whoa, this is." Unco- I think that's the first time I seen a woman get raped on screen. I was like, no, this is uncomfortable." And I was on a date. I was like, "Yeah, this is uncomfortable for me." And she was chilling because she likes horror. But I was like, "Nah, I'm I'm uncomfortable." Like Bruh. that that shit just didn't sit
2: well with me. I've only watched one movie my whole life that made me uncomfortable. One movie. And that was Precious. And that whole movie it. made me uncomfortable. Like, I watched this with this chick that just loves, she loved Tyler Perry or whatever, I guess. And I, mean, I know he didn't direct it, but like, you know, it's in that yeah, realm. Yeah, and that movie fucking weirded me out. I'm like, what the fuck is this shit? Like, they took blackness and poverty to the extreme and that got Monique and Oscar. And I'm just sitting here like, man, these Hollywood mofos are really, really interesting on the shit that they choose to embrace and when they choose to embrace it. Because I'm like, there was shit that happened in that movie that was highly unacceptable, and if that shit came on today with the over, with the hyper-woke, um, these hotel mother, whatever you want to call these motherfuckers, these motherfuckers wouldn't have had, these SJWs wouldn't have had that shit. But then again, I don't know. Because it seems like they turn on that compassionate switch whenever they feel like it. Because I'm almost willing to bet that if the Joker was a black character or maybe a Hispanic character, they probably would have embraced it a little bit better. But the fact that it's a white man, I think they felt like, nah, fuck that shit. The white man around here shooting up schools, guess what? I don't want to see a white man on my screen doing some dumb shit like that, but If you knew anything about history, I mean, the Son of Sam actually did the shit in that movie that the Joker did. Like, that shit is tied to, like, real events. I mean, obviously it's inspired from other movies, but, I mean, Taxi Driver was inspired by the Son of Sam. You know, and, I mean, and
1: that's... There's there's a lot of Taxi Driver elements in this movie, too.
2: Yeah, and uh, I want to, I mean, it's it's quite a few movies that were borrowed from, which that's why I'm like, y'all starting this shit now? like, all this bullshit that people are, like, bitching about now, like, it just makes me, it just puts me in that mindset of anything that comes from the prior generation is gonna get shit on, like, they ain't fucking, like, they not fucking with it, like, they're like, oh, y'all accepted that shit back then, but we ain't fucking with it now, and I'm like, that's only gonna get you so far, I mean, because eventually y'all just look dumb, and that's, every time I look up, I see more shit where people are looking dumb, it's like, I'm looking at this China incident with the NBA. Like, you know how that shit. You know, but you know about that shit, right?
1: Yeah, I listened. I listened the, about that this morning.
2: At the end, of, at the end of the day, man, I'm, I'm sorry to tell y'all, people out here listening, but your 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 heroes that you champion and you think that they really give a fuck about y'all, they don't. This China, this China situation is a prime Damn, example. None they, of them. They don't. If 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 they have the balls to speak up and really be 100 about the fact that China is in the wrong, <laughs> like they're wrong. But the- it,
1: wait, is China in the wrong or is it because, or is it that we see that things should be ran this way? So China should run things the way we see it.
2: I look at it like this. I mean, Hong Kong was in a, was in a, a delicate situation. They were, you know, I want to say colonized by Britain or whatever. Yeah. And, um, once they were set free, I mean, they pretty much were like, hey, you know, y'all get to do y'all own thing. And if I'm not mistaken, I, I believe the Republic of China was like, Yeah, that's cool. But then what happened was the, the Republic of China felt like, no, it ain't cool no more. Y'all gotta start running shit like we run and run shit. Y'all, y'all
1: y'all looking a to little look too good over there. Exactly. <laughs> if y'all were struggling, yeah, do whatever the fuck y'all wanna do. But y'all starting to prosper a little bit.
2: That's what I'm saying. And and I kinda feel like they just It was some jealousy there. Don't get me wrong. You're right. I mean, it's subjective. But all in all, when you look at China as a whole with the sweatshops, with being a communist, like China ain't the greatest place on Earth. So when you really look at some of the shit from a moral standpoint, it's like, hold on now, like y'all cutting off media ties and I've already talked about the Muslim com- the Muslim concentration camps that nobody wants to talk about. You know, talking about motherfuckers. You know, um, you, people people talk about the the people over here getting getting their organs removed and sold on the black market. That's a big thing in China. You know, according to news reports I read, and I I can't trust them. But at the same time, I'm just like, hey, China ain't the best place on earth. So for me, when I see the NBA dropping to their knees, begging for forgiveness based off the fact that, you know, Daryl Morey had a stand. Like, he felt like, hey, bro, like, I don't like what y'all doing. And that pretty much puts me where I am today, where I pretty much look at society. Like, there is really no hate speech. It's just you only don't, if you don't agree with what I say, you finna try to silence me. And that's not fair. We Where is the thought of, how do I say this? obviously Daryl Morey is on a fucking public pri- a public platform saying what he said. China didn't like, China reacted. I kind of feel like damn, where is the support from American companies and Americans to be like, you know, hey man, that's what we do out here. We have a freedom of speech. Daryl Morey said what he said. Like, if y'all want to cut business with us, fuck y'all. We're going to move to another another country that's going to treat us better. But instead, all NBA is thinking about is that money and nobody else has the balls to stand up and say, you know, hey man, like, hey bro, y'all are wrong. Like i I I kind of fuck with what Daryl Moore is saying and like, but them niggas are quiet. Them niggas but are
1: I, niggas. I, they, the it's funny because Donald Trump told was it Donald Trump that said y'all 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 just need to shut up and dribble? Yeah. So Daryl Moore right gets out here, he says something and then I, I was, then um Tillman Fertitta was like, hey the thoughts and opinions of Daryl Morris are his and are his alone. They do not represent those of the Houston Rockets. And then you get James Harden out there. He's like, man, I'm sorry. We love China. You know, all this other stuff because they make, they still making money off of Yao Ming. And so it's kind of like, so now you
2: telling people to kind of shut up and dribble. Yep, that's exactly what they telling them. And t- niggas are act- niggas are actually going out there not saying anything and they're shutting the fuck up and they're dribbling like niggas Bro, are. Bro, they in press coverage niggas-
1: like hold on hold on hold on no 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 we ain't, we nah we you can't ask that question stick to basketball.
2: Hypocrites, the biggest hypocrites on the planet, and I just felt like that's uh, niggas need to understand that like I don't see it any other way. But am I mad? Not really because it's expected of these people. Nigga, these niggas got millions of dollars on the line. Hey, it tells you where your heart is. That's what niggas do for the bread. I mean, <laughs> it's just, that. That's why you can't put too much of your 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 emotions in your heart and your feelings with these people, bro. Like they literally tick off the dollar. Like that's no. what they do. That's what makes them tick. The,
1: like the like the whole Jay Z thing a few weeks back. Hey, you I, <laughs> you got to leave your heroes where they are. You get too much into, into the extracurriculars, they may not be your heroes anymore.
2: Pretty much, I, I think a lot of it has to do with the fact I. We all know that anything Trump is behind niggas. And I don't even think Trump's even spoken on this really yet. But um, anything Trump is uh, Trump is for, everybody else is going to be against. They don't give a fuck what it is. Niggas would be like, you know, hey, man, you know, niggas giving him a million dollars tax free and Trump is supporting. Like, nigga, I don't want that million dollars, nigga. I don't need that shit. <laughs> nigga, Trump got some to do with that. I don't want that shit. That's how crazy niggas are now. Like, niggas is just, people just wild, bro. The social engineering, bro, is is in full effect and it's actually it's effective like the shit that I see on day to day they start to be sitting like man y'all y'all really wild out here like y'all who y'all are just robots out here because I kind of feel like are are these even y'all own thoughts or y'all just y'all just doing whatever whatever feels cool at the moment like and and that's a dangerous word to me cool like is it really cool like is it do you really do you feel cool doing the dumb shit that you're doing because people do some weird shit, bro. Like, I don't think I go a day without, like, thinking to my head, man. Like, that's some weird old shit right there. <laughs> like that boy Schoolboy Q said. Y'all boys really got a 48th rapper and like a 48th, 48th favorite rapper? What is, you do? what is you talking about? Like, I can't, I can't, I mean. I mean oh, what...
1: that reminds me. Go ahead. I'll finish your thought because I need to double back to something you said earlier.
2: Oh, yeah. I mean, it just really just puts me in the mindset, of, like, who's really thinking that deeply about that shit? Were you actually putting the, how much time you got on your hands to put together a top fifty list,
1: Bruh, A top five list is hard enough. Yeah, but and, you and said it, they want to knock out fifty?
2: For what? Like, what are you saying about those other forty five after the top five? Just being honest, what are you saying? Because you ask me, if you ask anybody with a brain, future ain't on my anything. Twenty one Savage ain't on nothing to mine. I'm be one. I mean, come on, like, why are we these motherfuckers really ain't even rappers no more. They're entertainers. Like, why are you even... Like, really?
1: And that's what all these lists are, are, are entertainment. Like, that one list that I've seen is like, all right, my number one is Jay-Z, and then after that is 49 other motherfuckers. Like, that's <laughs> all that matters, because the 49 other motherfuckers going to look up and be like, yeah, I'm not better than Jay-Z. But then you get those like, you you'll have uh, fucking Snoop saying, you put T.I. ahead of me? Like, it, now it's a debate. It's like, no, look, this is who I think the best is. I got Jay-Z, I got Pac, I got Biggie. Cool. Everybody else under that, y'all can argue amongst yourselves. 'Cause everybody else under that gonna be able to look up it and say, Yeah, I'm not better than big. I'm not better than Pac. I'm not bigger than Jay Z. Like you they, they're gonna be able to sit there and say that. But then it's gonna be people like I would say anybody five years younger than me saying, I don't know who the fuck Pac is. I never lived in the big in <laughs> his prime. So, yeah, I like Blueface and 21 Savage and whoever. And I'm not going to sit here and argue with them about that. I'm not that. either. I'm not going to argue That's with That's cool because I, I can't t- I can't send you back here and-, and tell you to listen to Pac. I can't send you back here to to listen to Big and Big drop a line and say, girl, you so fine. I suck your daddy dick. And then try to tell you that he's one of the best ever like you like pe- and people that know how to argue will tear that down. And I don't know how to argue. I just get frustrated. So when you when you put something to hang your hat on and I can't trump that, I get upset. I get frustrated. I'm trying to give you all these other things that were good. And I, and I can't because you're still hanging on to that. You got it. That's just life. You got it. That's
2: just life. Yeah, I, I hate arguing hypotheticals.
1: But to double back to um, the, the submission talk where we're talking about a wife submit to a man, men aren't what we used to be to be submitting to. Like, and I, and I, and again, it's, it's a lot of, a lot of the internet action and everything. Like you have all these options for both men and women, but you want a woman to submit to you and you're not put, you're not putting forth the, the, the presentation of, Hey, this guy's worth submitting to. And I think that was a whole Fantasia thing. It's like, Hey, yeah, this man, he does this, he's this, he's this, he's this, he's this, this this guy's worth submitting to. And even, and even in, in the, the, the opposite of that, are these women worth submitting to? Are you. I'd hear, you know, getting mad because, oh, you like this, this fitness model on Instagram. But here I am following Michael B. Jordan and Lance Gross and whoever, because, you know, they just simply look good because you're not following Michael B. Jordan because he's a great actor. We've
2: established, we established that.
1: You're just not. So it's kind of it's kind of like, yeah, I'm not doing these things. He's not doing these things. We're both worthy to, to submit to. And a lot of times that's not the case. You have to start you like, OK, I do this and he does that counsel out some stuff because you're sitting there acting like you're holier than thou and you're really not and thinking that you deserve all these things when you really don't and that's when you get into those conundrums where you're like man I'm such a good woman you know I cook I clean I go to church you know I do this why doesn't why 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 am I having trouble getting a man you know he comes in here and he says oh yeah he wants to have kids and he wants a wife and he wants this and then three months down the road I found out that he's cheating on me you know like what is the problem what is the issue? I got to
2: answer. I got to answer. Go
1: it's ahead. It's just
2: life.
1: <laughs> <laughs> what was that movie? He's just not that into you.
2: Oh yeah, like bro, like, no. I literally like I have these conversations on the regular, and it's like, don't get me wrong, I agree with you. Men and women are not what they used to be, and a lot of that has to do with the with this false um, ideal of an egalitarian society, like bruh, we are not equal at all. We're not. And if you're getting with somebody and you're like, I want them to be on the same financial level as me, my argument is always going to be, if you're not highly attractive and you're making six figures, okay, that's cool. But If you're not highly attractive and you're making six figures and you're trying to get a highly attractive guy that makes six figures, then hmm, you're going to have a problem because a highly attractive uh, male that makes six figures is probably not looking at you because that's where.
1: Even look at it like this. Let's say you're a highly attractive female that makes six figures, but your debt to income ratio is 60 percent. So 60 percent of what you make, you have to pay bills with. Let's say you're a highly attractive male and you make five figures, but your debt to income ratio is 10 percent, 10 percent of what you make is, is you have to pay bills with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I mean, know. who's financially better at that? Yeah, you're making more money, but you're sending more money out. Who's mm-hmm. in a financially better position? You you really can't tell just based off what you bring in. You got to see what's going out.
2: I mean, people buy Starbucks with credit cards, so this shit ain't nothing, bro. Come on, you're bro. <laughs> like niggas don't the val the the actual value of money in let's let's just be real here. I know people are probably hearing this like, what do you mean highly attractive? We live in a very very shallow vein society. We know this already. So when you Your really on these
1: dating apps looking for people based off how attractive they are.
2: Bottom line, and that's why I say if you're looking at somebody solely based off that, and I'm just being one hundred here we, we, you, let's just take, uh, freaking Brad Pitt, okay, you got Brad Pitt, he had his, you know, at his peak, Brad Pitt is not looking at anybody that technically he feels is under him, it's just, it's a natural state of mind, that's why he got with the Jennifer Aniston's and the Angelina Jolie's, because it's just, it's, I think it's coded in us to be that way. We feel we have our shit together. We feel we have it going on and we want somebody to compliment that. And a lot of times it's not complimented by personality. We just want the trophy next to us. We do that. We're all victims of that. That's why so many people suffer because nobody's really looking at it for, for quality of love. They're just looking at it for like quality of aesthetics. Like, oh, who's going to look good with me when we take these uh when we take these photos? You know, who's going to look good with me, you know, when we walk down the aisle? And, you know, like, that's it. Like, you know, it's where we, people fall in love with their eyes first. I mean, it's just natural. Like, that's the reality. But after a while, if you truly want something worth having and you think it's going to, I mean, that's worth having for a long time, you're probably going to have to look past that. That doesn't mean every ugly nigga out there is going to treat you right. That just simply <laughs> That just simply means that it takes time. You're gonna have to have and, patience.
1: And like and like we had this conversation, there are these there are these women who are medium okra on Instagram, and they get gassed up so much, or even in real life, hell, you don't even have to be on Instagram. I know a couple right now that are medium okra They get gassed up so much that to, to the point where they think like, Wait, I am more attractive and more valuable than I appear. Like think about like the the
2: danger that could bring.
1: So so now it's like, oh, you're rejecting niggas who really you probably should give a chance to but hey that's not my position to say this is what you should and what you shouldn't do but at the same time on the outside looking in i'm like eh, you know you really you really you really winning with that one but hey that's not what you want that's not what you want and i can't knock you for that because everybody
2: has their preferences but yeah everybody got their preferences man i just might just send me something man hold on I'll... I feel like this is a good read because this person usually sends me some valuable shit and I feel like it links up to what we're talking about. But yeah, man, it, it basically it also goes back to that blog post that you that you that you said, man. You know, just because you put it out there, bro, don't mean you're going to get it back. So if you if you if you initially meet somebody that you already could tell, like off the bat within the first few weeks, they're not about that reciprocating uh type of energy, then you already know you're wasting your time. A Facebook friend posted, if your vagina so good, name something it made a man do. And oh my God, the comments nothing but toxicity. Some examples were he busted tires, stalked, harassed her at the job, tried to shoot her, held her hostage, damaged property. So I want to know, who created the stereotype that a man doing toxic shit is equivalent to you having a good vagina? A man stuck his penis in you and nothing but negativity manifested. LOL. And you're bragging about it. And how, oh, how misguided women can be. How come your vagina never made a man faithful, marry you, invest in you, build a home or life with you? How come your vagina have never, has never manifested anything positive? I know why she Bars. said this to me. Bars. Uh, we had that conversation, and it basically, it basically stems from... Um, how I, how I talked about on one of my blog posts where I basically talked about if you're baiting somebody with sexuality, you, you're you're going to be hurt. You're going to be in for a rude awakening because it's too many people that think it's cool to be like, hey, look what you're missing. I'm sexy. Waka Um. OK, like like, <laughs> like, 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 really? Like, so like, like, what does that mean? Like we we're coming to the point in society where like. Yeah, you look good. But what does that mean? That shit could be purchased like that doesn't mean anything. You looking good means nothing anymore. And it's becoming more and more relevant. When you see the most beautiful women and the most handsomest of men getting cheated on, you have to ask yourself, what does it really mean? At this point, it just means that anybody can be beautiful. Anybody can be handsome like everybody has it. But Where's the this beauty
1: going be- to get me 10 years from now? They don't know, bruh. They oh, let me- she, she's, she's beautiful. So let me let me have, you know, let's have kids together. Our kids will be beautiful. Wait, hold on. You had, those aren't your real teeth. You had your nose done. That's not your natural hair color. Those boobs ain't yours. That ass ain't yours. I have no idea what my child's going to look like.
2: Man, I be, I talked about that, man. People are, people are, um... I want to say, uh, plastic washing their jeans so much. This silicone, this silicone uh, masking of your jeans. I swear it's not, it's not the answer. But then a lot of these people don't even want kids anymore, though. Like a lot of, a lot of these people, they, they end up wanting kids at the last minute. But a lot of these people, I mean, they don't embrace the ideal of family anymore. Like I said, anything that stems from traditional boomer activity, twentieth century activity. They not fucking with that shit no more. Like, it's all about the look. It's all about aesthetics. It's all about does it look good? Like, everybody's an actor. Everybody's, everybody wants to be behind the lens. It's like, you know, that's what it's about. Like, all that other shit is irrelevant now to, to a lot of people. It's scary, but I mean, it, it is reality now. It is very much reality. But I love that post because I really feel like it says a lot about black culture because i mean that's the first thing i think i don't once again i don't know what a, what a lot of other well i could speak for hispanics too cuz hispanics be wild i know i know for a fact that um you you get you get your uh, your latin women and you do some stupid shit i i've heard some things and i'm a am a big i'm a, i'm a type of guy i always laugh about people you know being you know webbed or dickmatized or whatever you want to call it that shit that shit could lead you down a very dangerous road so um Yeah, man, that shit, that shit wild. That shit wild. I I really wish people, more people, instead of pretending to be woke, that they would actually wake up because it's shit like that that makes me realize, like, it's really a one in 10 thing. Like, people that actually are seeing the truth, they're roughly maybe 10%. It's like 90% of the other motherfuckers, they may see the truth, but they're delusional as fuck. They damn near ignore it. But man, oh man, oh man. Hold on, let me send this text real quick.
1: Uh, Okay, God, I thought you was looking at that group chat that's blowing up right now.
2: Oh hell no, they help blowing
1: up. <laughs> well, not that group chat, but the the Instagram group chat.
2: Yeah, I ain't in that one.
1: No, you're in. You're in. I'm talking about the one that we're both in.
2: Oh, he oh he sending shit in that
1: one. Yeah.
2: Oh man, oh man, I oh, no, I ain't, Should,
1: I ain't see it. Shoulda just called our boy. <laughs>
2: yeah, honestly. Oh, I see it now. I ain't gonna, I ain't gonna read it. I ain't gonna, I ain't gonna read it. Oh damn, it's it's interesting that you said satanic, but yeah, I ain't gonna read that one. I ain't. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, what you got, man? I, I do man. I can't even see the time no more, man. I know we've been talking, bro. It, it,
1: we right in an hour?
2: Okay, okay, But What you had, man? I've, I've been, I've been running my mouth,
1: man. I I had pulled up this 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 text um, back and forth that we had where you had pissed me off earlier this week.
2: Oh, go ahead.
1: <laughs> and, and and we kind of we kind of loosely covered it on on um you know why you can be and and I covered it a lot in my blog post on why you can be a.k.a. the best of the best and things still don't work out for you but um oh even let's let's visit this tweet okay the, the tweet goes get her schedule plan things simple oh shit and there was a response that says if your 18 year old ass knows this then all men should and then there was a response by yours truly that says get his schedule you, you both are capable of planning things with a rebuttal of, I knew there would be one.
2: Uh, once again, once again, it's, it's this delusional state. It's like, first of all, I ain't worried worry about what 18-year-olds got going on. I'm going <laughs> to say that. And then secondly, it's like, man, expectations, expectations. It's like, you want something done, do it. Stop bitching. Like I said, we, we we supposedly supposed to be equal. So it's like, man, once again, you want something done, do it. If the person you fucking with can't comprehend that shit, move along. But my thought on that is I mean, I see right on both sides. I believe no matter where we stand, you know, as contradicting as people tend to be. Women still want to be led, you know, and it's a lot of simping dudes out here. It's a lot of beta type guys out here that don't really comprehend that, and they tend to like try to fight it. But the reality is, I mean, even you know it. Like, you're more than likely gonna be the guy that's gonna make the decision. You're gonna do what it takes to make sure you keep them happy because it's pretty much coded in us to be that way. But the reality is, man, I mean, if if you if you with somebody that's unco- that's not comfortable with you leading and making those decisions and and you know taking you know taking the lead Then i mean it is what it is and if and if like you said like if you if a woman wants that she has to put that energy out into the world it's not really hard uh, if you're with somebody that's oblivious it's pretty it's probably easy to catch that if you're not digmatized you, you're gonna see it you're gonna be like this nigga ain't about shit i'm gonna move around like why cry about it Twi- Twi- that's,
1: that's the key Move the fuck around. Yeah. You want to sit here and 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 bitch and moan? Hey, you can't raise a man. I can't you I can't train a man up to to be who I need him to be. Well, then that man that needs to be training up isn't the man for you. You need to go find a man that's quote unquote already trained. Plain and simple. You can't <laughs> you you can't you can't say okay he checks all the boxes. Now let me just mold him into what I need him to be. That's not going to work for you.
0: Go find somebody else that checks the boxes
1: that's already molded. Because if you don't want to invest no time in a person, because believe it or not, men, we have to invest time in women like we have the hey you got to get to know me you got to get to know that hey when I stop talking I'm really upset you need to give me 20 to 30 minutes of peace by myself you got to know that hey yeah I love my mama but I'm. if it comes down to you or my mama I'm going to pick you because I'm trying to build a future with you you have to know these things and be secure in these things enough to know that that's the person that you want to be with because if not if you got, if you get with a guy that loves his mom and that nothing comes above his mom you're trying to come up, become above that woman there's nothing you can do that's going to change that you can put that pussy on him until he's out there slashing your tires and getting you fired from your job. But if his mama tells him to cool it, he's gonna cool it because his mom is number one. You have to know what kind of animal that you're dealing with. You can't jump. You can't jump in a in a snake pit and expect to come out with koala bears. That shit's not gonna work. Shit.
2: I know magic. <laughs>
0: you
1: know magic, Dunk. <laughs>
2: i don't want to know magic just give me that give me that infinity gauntlet yeah that shit it's gonna be koala bears in that motherfucker all right? <laughs> but hey you know what's funny though i've this shit that uh keeps it i've actually read this before so i, I don't mind talking about because it, it, it actually does fit into this conversation because once again it, it, it's all about society um i've just i never knew this, that this came from the satanic bible i've always just kind of seen it like on like not necessarily memes but like on like uh, like little text pictures where they talk about, you know, emotional vampires. And they what, what that what that means is like it's people that pretty much suck the life out of you. When when mm-hmm. you're when you when you're that person that pretty much is, it, you feel like you're in a situation where you're giving your all and that person I mean that person's not reciprocating. I mean, you're basically dealing with a van you're, you're, you're basically dealing with somebody that's sucking sucking out your life energy. Because that's what it's gonna feel like. That's why I'm not a fan of clingy people. Cause I feel like that's what clingy people do. Cause if you know that Well is a type of person that loves his space, but then you constantly invade my space to to only um how do I say, uh um, fuel your energy, then that's what you're doing. You're sucking my energy out of me to make to give yourself energy and then you just move around. People do that a lot. It's a lot of that going on. And it has a lot to do, um, I mean it has a lot to do with people misinterpreting what it means to be, you know, th- there is a healthy type of selfish and there's a definitely an unhealthy type of selfish. Loving yourself and, you know, and wanting to. How do I say this? I feel like the things that you do for yourself shouldn't necessarily have to involve the energy of other people. I feel like if it's about self-love and you're being selfish, that means, yes, I'm doing things that I, I'm doing for myself and it's relying on my energy. I don't have to take it from somebody else. You know what I mean? And I and, and it's a lot of the opposite of that going on just based on the fact that, I mean, motherfuckers are un, uh, are selfish in an unhealthy way. That's a lot of that, a whole lot of that. But that, yeah, I, I mean, I definitely do know that that came from the Satanic Bible.
1: I, I had never read that.
2: Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I guess I try to find the other one I, I found. If you think you may be a victim of such person, there are a few simple rules which will help you form a decision. Is there a person you often call or visit even though you really don't want to because you know you will feel they're just manipulators? Like, you we have all dealt with that type of person, like people that you got to walk on eggshells with, and it's like, damn, like people that it, you
1: got to go to them because they won't come to you.
2: That's just manipulation, like, that's they're doing that to you to make you to, they're just training your energy, and those are the type of people that. You gotta make sure that you don't fall too deep into the rabbit hole with them because it gets worse and worse, and like it's hard to pull away from that. And that's why it's so important to like people gotta be people gotta be protective of their energy, but not in a psychotic way. Like you had people that are just all the way out the game to where they're um, they're so guarded that love couldn't break. Did you see that one uh, video going around with them uh, police officers were trying to get through that door with that uh, with that ram? And they couldn't get through. That's yeah. how people. That's how people are. with they. What they. You know, with quote unquote not wanting to be vulnerable. It's like, bro, like you out here bitching about, you know, not being loved the right way and all this shit, but you ain't even trying. So it just says a lot. Like you gotta, you gotta have, you gotta have some, um, some of a, you gotta have be be somewhat of a risk taker. But even in that sense, you have to understand that you gotta be. Smart about vetting people and those red flags that jump off within the first few conversations or f- first few face-to-face meetings. Like, don't take that shit lightly. Because if it's coming out that soon, it's coming out in the initial phases. The shit only gonna get worse.
1: It's only gonna get worse. Like red red flags don't get better. So if that red flag is something you can't deal with from jump, don't think that later down the road it's gonna get better. Like if 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 he's already Putting his phone down and y'all on the first date. When y'all get further along, you're just not gonna see the phone. You going to think he doesn't have a phone. Like <laughs> simple, simple stuff like that. Like damn, you know, you don't talk to me. I don't see you don't text me. I, it take you three or four hours to respond to me. Then you know when we get together, you don't even take your phone. I like the shit just gets worse because people aren't who they pretend to be these days.
2: That mask gonna fall off. It that's, does. That, that's what made the. Joker like perfect like I felt like it, it, Arthur was his mask and every time he would laugh that was him that, that's that's the that's the Joker the one he really wants to be trying to come out and then when it finally came out it was a different type of mask and motherfuckers can handle that shit it was either you were going to you were going to make this mask feel better or you were going to get the mask that society was going to regret and it, it, that's that's what people do that's what people do man people Everybody's just. You just get dropped into this little pit and you just hope that as you try to crawl out the pit, motherfuckers ain't trying to drag you back down. I mean, that's just that's
1: just the way it is. That's it. And then you got you got to realize those people that is like, okay, yeah, I'm trying to get out of this pit. If I talk to this person, I interact with this person. They're going to drag me back in because that's where they are. They want me to be in that pit.
2: And it's fucked up when it starts from home. That's when it's that's one that's when it's the hardest. And I know a lot of people are dealing with that. Like they're dealing with the most toxic mothers, absentee fathers. Like it's it's so many, it's so much shit that the environment around you um it's a catalyst. That's why I feel like a lot of times it's not it's not necessarily chemical imbalances in the person's brain. It's just the fact that some people aren't claiming Kershaw. They can't, they don't know how to they don't know how to come back and fight again. You yeah. know, it's 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 um was it um Forgot who it was, man. Was it Joe Montana? Joe Montana only had one Super Bowl, right? No one. Thanks, Joe. So. Montana. No, it was Jerry. I'm thinking about Jerry West. Wasn't Jerry Jerry West like 0 and nine in the finals? I mean, one in ten in the finals, or some shit like that.
1: I don't know. I Google it, but it, it sounds it sounds about right. Like it sounds like he didn't win a lot.
2: Yeah, and then I mean, keep coming back and fighting, bro. Like that's a. I feel like yeah, that's the perfect one and eight. One and eight, like, and I want to say he won his last one, maybe. And that just shows, bro, like he kept coming back. Like you can you're not society society can knock me down, but it's not gonna pin me down. Ooh. And, and, like
1: That's a but, bar right there.
2: Hey man, I learned from I learned from Arthur and Thanos. <laughs> like like <laughs> they're good teachers. Well, but no, I mean
1: might be the best lyricist of the year.
2: <laughs> honestly. But yeah, man, I mean Hey man, take it how you want it. I I'm not gonna be walking around here acting like I'm fake tough and fake strong. I mean, I have my I have my downs too. But come on, man, come on. <laughs> Let's be serious. I think I think I think I think everybody feels like they have a little Arthur in them. But dog, I don't think I can relate to Arthur at all, to be honest with you. Like not in a sense of like I'm not a psychotic suicidal individual. Yeah, I, yeah, I have negative thoughts, but like. That boy Arthur was deep, deep, deep down in there, bro. Since damn near since birth.
1: Say, look, I, I knew Arthur was fucked up when he thought he had a chance with Zazie.
2: Boy, if he don't get his fool ass
1: on. <laughs> Relax, bro. Relax.
2: Man. I mean, yeah, man. People people need to check that one out, man. I, I, I enjoyed it. I need I wasn't able to watch it again because uh my coworkers wanted to um watch the uh the Stroh's final astros final so i was like fuck it i'll stay i'll kick it with y'all but um shit man other than that dog got anything else man
1: say bro this is episode 150
2: oh congratulations
1: uh uh, you're welcome
2: (laughs) (laughs) this shit uh, i've said it before you know this shit is you know it's it's fun to do we'll be around I hate to, I hate, I actually had heard somebody say something about, um oh man, I used to be a makeup artist a long time ago, like when I was like 20, 21, and it's just crazy how I look up now and these makeup artists make a million dollars on YouTube and I was doing it like 10 years ago. I just feel like that's a prime example of, man, you just gotta stay at it, man. Like when you, if you have a passion for something, stay at it, fortunately, they said they really didn't have a passion for it, but they said they were good at it and they wish they would never stop based on the fact that, you know, it is what it is now. That's why I say, man, hey, man. It could be a McDonald's on one side, a Burger King on the other side, and a Wendy's. I mean, niggas still out here getting money. So yeah. if you fuck with something, just do it. Like, don't let the competition scare you off. That's 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 my mindset most of the time. I just be like, fuck them, bro. Like, I, 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 don't, I you, don't care.
1: Are you doing it to win, or are you doing it to, to, because you love it? Because <laughs> let me tell you, the whole Cleveland Cavaliers roster isn't doing it because they love it. I mean, doing it because they want to win.
2: <laughs> Bruh. I kind of get that. I, I kind of feel like that's that was kind of like the Mar- – when I saw Marcus Morris do that dirty shit in that game, I kind of feel like he was, like, just trying to get ejected from the league. Like, that nigga just didn't want to – he don't want to play for the New York Knicks. He's like, I'm trying to get the fuck out of here because everybody's not built to just play because everybody don't love the game like that. So, niggas is like, let me get let me get in the best situation. I mean, if a nigga like Mason Rudolph come back after that hit he took, that nigga love the game. Because that nigga <laughs> – I thought that nigga died out there.
1: He thought he died out there.
2: <laughs> Cause that nigga even think, I think his brain stopped for a moment. Cause that boy Ham was like, he was out there like Stephen Hawking with it. I was scared for that boy. Uh, that, that,
1: that's, he, that's he. That's Like when Juju walked up and fainted, I was like, okay, he must have just knocked his head off. But it's like, oh, he was just knocked out. I was like, I don't know why you're fainting, Juju. He's knocked out. Like you're you're a little dramatic. You you've, you've probably cost Pittsburgh two games this season, anyways. But you know that's neither here nor there
2: you must have got him on your fantasy absolutely not oh because I, I had no faith in that dude i i felt behind in my back of my mind i felt antonio brown was a distraction that opened him up that gave him a better chance if he was the main target i felt like he would be easier to shut down and that was
1: one of the reasons i got jarvis landry because i'm like odell is gonna draw so much attention Jarvis Landry should eat more, and he's just sucking it up. So he had
2: the
1: one game, the one good game he had. I had him on the bench. So
2: when your quarterback is ass cheeks, yeah, and I and I and I was I I had high hopes for for Baker. I thought he would be at least solid. That boy garbage. He's awful. He's probably this probably fuck around be his last season as a starting quarterback.
1: I mean, but Cleveland ain't got nothing but time they had all these meat all this media expectations over their team but psh.
2: same thing with Philly when Mike Vick came
1: you still got to play the games
2: still got to play the games bro so what you watching on Netflix man actually i haven't
1: been watching anything on netflix i I've, what have i been watching i haven't been watching much of anything you, you know i, I was i was without cable for or any kind of tv i was watching whatever i could on my ipad and thankfully my um internet tv provider was has an app where i could watch on my ipad so i've just been watching reruns of, uh two broke girls oh
2: okay can't go wrong there yeah pretty funny, pretty
1: night, funny. You, know, you know shout out cat dennings wow
2: no comment but anyways you. Man, if, if you get a chance man you can watch uh in the shadow of the moon and in the tall grass on netflix uh i'm not saying they're great films but they were intriguing especially in the shadow of the moon i the ending didn't necessarily catch me off guard, but uh, I enjoyed it. So, yeah, put that on your list. Anybody listening. Uh, I haven't done that in a while. I just felt like it was necessary. But anyway, oh, yeah. that was wor- advice.
1: I thought I had something in my notes and I was just checking down. I, apparently, I didn't I didn't write anything down. But um, I think if I had to give words of advice on episode number 150, I would say just keep it up. Like, don't let anything derail you from what you're trying to do or what you're trying to accomplish. Um, sometimes you have <laughs> me and Ed keep this 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 joke running called a, a minor setback for a major comeback. Because when anytime somebody says that they're really fucked up, they <laughs> like, fucked, boy. whatever to, they, they really fucked up. Like when they hit you with that minor setback, it's like, oh yeah, whatever happened to you really fucked you up. But even with that, like yeah, you you have to understand that you can come back from almost anything. What Lil Wayne said, anybody can. Uh, what magic made it? I forget how the line goes, uh, but. You can come back from just about anything. So, you know, you just have to keep pushing. You have to understand that, hey, this situation didn't go the way that you wanted to, but that's just life.
2: Man, tell him again. Uh, I'm just going to say, man, you know, I, I, I don't knock therapy. I think it takes a special kind of strength to ask for help. But um, the reality is, I mean, do you do you have a goal set on when this issue can be you know a realistic time for this shit to be resolved because I mean once you embrace the mindset of that's life I think you'll realize that shit can get a lot easier I don't think that that's a temporary medicine to have that mindset I think that mindset is something that could last forever if you can just embrace that and I don't mean embrace it in a way that makes you like so out of touch reality that you just don't give a fuck about anything I'm just saying like the mindset should be to learn how to let things go and I think that people are struggling with that so therefore i mean it's fine to ask for help but have a goal set in mind we don't we don't want to be we don't want to be asking for help forever we don't want to be dependent on the the help of others forever that's just that's just that it goes back to that that um question that i asked earlier in the month i mean what makes a strong mindset what makes a weak mindset? I feel like a strong mindset for most of the people that that answer the question, I felt like the common theme was, I mean, people that were sitting there on their own, able to make solid decisions on their own, able to hold their own on their own. And weak minded people tend to be sheep, tend to be people that always need help, tend to be people that can't be accountable for their actions. So when you when you lack accountability, what does that mean? I'm going to blame it on somebody else because you can't embrace the thought of being one that warrior on your own. Have a warrior mindset.
1: The funny thing is I got a lot of those those same responses when I asked about what makes a person independent. It's like, you know, being able to make the decision and own it yeah more more so than making my own money, paying my own bills, being able to make the career and life decisions and owning them, and not putting that off on somebody else
2: every everybody should i mean that's why I laugh when people brag about being, oh, I'm strong and independent okay cool there is a there is an element to life in my opinion that would require that, but you being strong and independent does not mean you don't need anybody anytime. It just means that the primary parts of your life you're able to handle them because you're a fucking adult cool but the need for another person another individual being around i mean that's perfectly fine but it shouldn't be an obsession it shouldn't be a a psychological uh requirement or you're gonna fucking break down and die like i think when an animal does that a seal does a seal do that or like a lobster once they lose their mate they just die I, I have no idea. Uh, yeah, I man, I just, I don't know, I may have just made that up. But, um, anyways, no boundaries podcast. Charlotte, Houston. I passed through Charlotte, man. You ain't want to scoop your boy up, man. You ain't shit. Say,
1: man, he was like a whole twenty-five minutes away. Damn, I was that close. You, you that close? That aer- uh, airport ain't nothing to me. It is is that close.
2: Damn, I didn't realize Charlotte be that uh be that crowded though. I not I came back through there yesterday, and like, like, like. like Nine o'clock or eight o'clock. I'm like, damn, this bitch crowded. I ain't never seen Charlotte like that. That's why I like going through Charlotte. It's never really crowded. That mm-hmm. was the first time. That was the first time I seen it crowded. I always try to avoid Philadelphia. That whole way too crowded. Oh really? And that whole too fucking long. You got to get on the bus just to get to the other terminals. I, I could walk Charlotte, so yeah. Usually that's how my shit is. And, and I got some uh, not necessarily advice, but I got something to say about um, rude passengers that have layovers that are close, like. You scheduled this flight? <laughs> so <laughs> I don't understand, like, why you think I'm going to get out your way and you finna just push me over because your flight finna take off in 11 minutes. Like, bro, you scheduled this shit. Like, <laughs> well, why didn't you space it out better?
1: Why didn't you leave some room for error?
2: Like, really? Like, who does that? And, like, I saw, I mean, and don't get me wrong, we were we were delayed. But even then, if we were delayed, that should be the only got, you got that one you would have got there with. Thirty minutes early? I still feel like thirty minutes is pushing it. Usually with my layovers, them hoes at least about hour ten and hour twenty minutes. That's just me. I I,
1: mean, I, I, I will I will I need minimum ninety minutes just yeah. in case.
2: Honestly, in case. because you're probably gonna get it'd be the most it'd be the weirdest delays too. But yeah, that just I just that just bothered me. I saw some rudeness. It wasn't me, but I saw some rudeness uh, on the American Airlines plane, and it just bothered me. Respect. Call them niggas out. I'm mean, a white
1: woman, but they, 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 we we good, we good now. <laughs> so I I don't have no experiences like that. Everybody's in Charlotte's been nice. Like Even when I went to see Joker, there was a guy he sat next to me, him and his wife had came, and he was talking about, he was like, man, you watching that Cowboys game? I say, shit, that's why I left the cave to the movies. I said, it was despicable. And he's like, yeah, he's like, well, they scored one more time before I left, and this, this, and me and him, we chatted like a, a pretty, a pretty decent amount before the movie started, and he was keeping the track with the score on his phone. So every time they score, he'd like flip his phone over to show me the score and stuff. Didn't even ask him if I was a Cowboy fan or not. <laughs> I guess he was just assumed or anything like that. But I mean, people in Charlotte are nice, man. What's, what's
2: the, uh, are, are they Carolina Panther fans out there, or it's, it's various
1: it, It's various but it's, it's a lot of Cowboy fans out here.
2: It was funny what? where I was. They were either Eagles fans or Baltimore fans.
1: Really. It, it, it was it was super weird because I walked in the Bed Bath and Beyond and it was like all right here's some Carolina stuff and here's some Dallas stuff
2: and I was like
1: whoa it's a whole lot of teams in between like and hey it is what it is
2: all right well with that being said
1: this has been the No Boundaries podcast thank you for listening but ever since the dawn of civilization